welcome to another episode of Lineage Speaks, the podcast. I'm your host, Martelena Don, and today we have Karen Schock sharing excerpts from her book, Too Much and Not Enough. Karen Schock's love for writing began when she received her first diary as a young girl. The lock and key on it made it easy for her to tell the diary some honest, dramatic truths about herself. Even though Karen is now a 53-year-old grandma, she still loves to put pen to paper and write out her deepest longings, wildest dreams, and biggest fears. The only difference now is there is no longer a lock and key on her thoughts. It's just more like an open book. There are years of journals stacked in boxes, and in the last 10 years, she began to type out her feelings on social media. There was no way for her to know the impact these writings would have on the people who read them. As time went on, she began to understand that putting the truth out there for people might be scary, but the vulnerability was worth the risk. Letting the readers know they are not alone in their anxiety, depression, and big questions about God. She has found her voice again by telling her story of going from a fear-based religion to being loved and accepted by a God who loves more than we could ever comprehend. Karen is currently a writer for Pathios, is the host of the Sacred Thoughts podcast, and her book just came out in April, Too Much and Not Enough. Misfit. Too much, not enough. Too old, too young. Always there, never belonging. Walking into a room, longing to be seen, seen for who I am. Yes, seen and loved for who I am. Except, who really knows me? I don't even know if I know me. I think it all began when I was little, in elementary school. I remember being tossed back and forth between the gifted reading group and the regular reading group. Where did I belong? The teachers couldn't figure it out. I certainly didn't know. Then there was this whole personality thing. I'm an extrovert, except when I'm not. I'm pretty joyful, except when I'm ridden with anxiety. I like being around people, except when I get into a public place and I wanna hide. I write about my struggles. I write the most when I am down. There is healing in it. So people feel sorry for me. They just wanna tell me I will be okay. Then they see me in person and I look so normal. I thought you had anxiety. Then when people who know me in real life read one of my writings, they are just as confused. I would have never guessed you have anxiety. I trust God for so many big things, but I have a hard time with the little stuff. One minute, I really care what people think. The next minute, I couldn't care less. Cheer coach? Wait, I don't know enough about stunting. Teacher? Nope, I'm only a sub. Homeschool mom? Who let my kids watch Disney? Taught true love weights? Didn't wait. Too serious about God for my classmates in school? Not serious enough about God for Christians. Trying to be pretty when I'm really just cute. Too liberal for conservatives. 
too conservative for liberals, too young to be a grandma, too young to take care of my parents, too young to fear death. I love Jesus. I don't feel like I fit in with his people. I have questions. I don't think he's mad at me for it. I do think I am judged pretty harshly by some of his people for these questions. Maybe that is why I have a heart for fellow misfits. Maybe that's why I can be so easy to talk to. I understand that there are a whole lot of us misfits, a whole land of them maybe. I believe Jesus lived and died for us misfits. There is where my hope lies, in the land of the beloved misfits. And here's what I'm learning to do about it. I'm learning to be me, relax into me. Because honestly, who really does fit? And fit into what exactly? Maybe, just maybe, we are all a bunch of misfits, believing the lie, deceived into thinking we must conform. Do we all need to be the same? Oh man, when I think of it, how boring, how redundant, how awful. Different is good. Being comfortable with being different is hard. What if we could be comfortable, content with who God made each of us to be, honest about who we are, real, genuine? I've got an idea. For today, I'll be me, you can be you. I'll be comfortable with who I am, and you be comfortable with who you are. Together, all of us, all the misfitness, all the messiness, all the different, all together. Learning to love, leaning in, you and me, we need each other. How did I become brave? What makes a person courageous? It's all about the hard stuff. Life happens and it pushes some of us over the edge. For me, it was anxiety and depression back in the 1900s, before it was ever really talked about. I kept telling my doctor I was having a heart attack. I for real thought I was dying. I was in my mid-twenties and in pretty good shape. He ran all the tests, so many tests. He looked right at me in his office and said, it's not your heart. It's not your heart. It's not your heart. I shook my head in tears. It had to be. He then told me it was depression. Nope, not depressed, except the dang tears running down my eyes as he said it. Still though, I didn't feel depressed. Anxious? Sure. Not sad though. He began to explain how the two go hand in hand, anxiety and depression but it was so very physical. The chest pains and the heart palpitations, the dizziness, the feeling like I was going to faint. Come on, doc, figure it out. If it wasn't my heart, it had to be cancer because I knew I was dying of something. I just wanted to know what it was. I'd never heard of anxiety and depression killing anyone, but there I was. It was all so embarrassing. All the doctor's appointments, the medications, having to stay with my mom and dad so they could help with the kiddos while Kevin worked. I couldn't get off the couch, but how could it be depression? Side note, I used to think I was failing my children with all of this selfish sickness stuff, which made me even more anxious. I know better now. Our kids have made it clear how much they loved those days and nights at their grandma's. 
This is good news for any young mama who walks this journey. Your kids will be fine. Hang in there. Let others help. They aren't feeling what you are feeling. My kids were drinking grape pop and playing cards with grandpa. Okay, back to being brave. I didn't choose this. I would have gladly passed on the whole anxiety struggle, but it has taught me something. I'm so very human, so very dependent on God, dependent on others, not even close to being perfect. Couldn't even pretend to be when I couldn't get off my mom's couch. People knew and I became okay with them knowing because I realized most people cared. They somehow understood. Some even told me that they had the same struggle. Me being vocal about it was actually helping others know they weren't alone or at the time even just know there was such a thing. This road has been long and I know this is something I will probably deal with for the rest of my life. It has been 27 years. I can do another 27 like this. So much has been learned about it. Medication and meditation help. A good counselor is a must and being vocal about it doesn't hurt. This anxiety journey has helped me see how honesty is the key. And it has taught me to be honest about a bunch of other things as well. Where I am in my faith, how I feel about this life, what I'm learning about God, all the questions I have. You see, the more I put it out there, the more freedom I find. I want to be loved for who I am, not who I am pretending to be, not some version of me that I think you will like, just me, the real me. And the bonus is, when I tell you who I really am and you still love me, wow, there is just nothing better. Let's learn to be real with each other this is where we learn how to be brave. When this happens, then. We live our lives like this. My days go like this. My nights go like this because my thoughts go like this. I can rest when. I will be happy when. Everything will be better when. So when actually is when? Does when ever come? I will have joy when the weekend comes. I will finally be happy when I get married. Nope. How about when I finally get pregnant? Nope. When the baby is born, when the baby sleeps through the night, when the baby is out of diapers, in school, out of school, on their own. How about when I get a job, when vacation comes, when I retire, new house, new car, famous, this amount of money, this number of followers, and it goes on and on and on. So here's what I'm learning. We have now, this is what we have. I have today and the happiness I am looking for, the joy I am hoping for, the peace, it isn't about what's out there. It's not about the when. Jesus is inside of me now. The Holy Spirit resides in me today. The possibility of love, patience, peace, kindness, etc., is on the inside of me, not outside of me. Not something I have to continue to strive for, looking for love in all the wrong places. Love is here. Love is now. 
I remember hearing someone say once, if you want fun, you gotta be the fun. Oh, I can actually be the fun? Can I actually be the love, the peace, the joy? Well, if the God of the universe resides in me and God is love, then maybe, just maybe, I don't have to look too far. Maybe, just maybe, for today, I have everything I need for life and godliness. I may just need to sit in it, rest in it, believe in it, walk in it, abide in this truth, Jesus, right here inside of me and in you too. Deep breath. Now let's go have a day. We need each other. I watched Harry Miller in an interview today. He was a football player last year for the Ohio State. He was until he just couldn't be any longer. His depression and anxiety took over while he was playing and he knew it was time to quit for his own sanity. He now speaks out about mental health, open and honest about his struggle. The struggle is real. I looked over at Kevin when the interview ended. He had a tear running down his cheek just from watching Harry's mom talk about it. The pain she was in while watching her son suffer. Kev related to Harry's mom. I related to Harry. Kevin then looked me in the eye and told me he never wants to lose me. He said it was just so hard to understand how anyone could get so bad, how anyone could even think about taking their own life. Here's what I told him. When you are in your darkest moment and you can't see light at the end of the tunnel and guilt and shame sweep in, it becomes so easy to think the world would be better off if you weren't in it. Your pain becomes too much, too much for you, and you believe it's too much for everyone else. You start to think life would be more fun for everyone if I wasn't around to bring them down. It's a scary place to be, and I'm so glad he got the help that he needed. There was one time when I felt this way, when the cloud was so thick, I couldn't see a way out. It honestly had to do with my medication. The doctor had upped my dose. It wasn't working. Thankfully, I knew my thoughts were dangerous. I called my niece. She came over right away and sat on my bed with me while she made a couple of calls. She called my doctor and then she called her therapist. I had my very first counseling appointment the next day. It only happened that one time. We still talk about it to this day. I thank her for being there. And then she thanks me. For what? For reaching out. For being honest. For staying here. I wrote about it on Facebook a week after it happened. Some people felt sorry for me. Others felt seen. I understand. And I'm thankful for both. The ones who get it and the ones who don't. We all need each other. And we all need a chance to be heard. Full of delight. I had a counseling session the other day. And at the very end of our time, I was starting to stand up and gather my stuff. My therapist looked me in the eye and said, Karen, you are delightful. What? I know I looked confused. Are you kidding me? Delightful? Full of delight? 
I had just gotten done telling her all of my struggles. We had just spent an hour together. I cried most of the time. I was so tearful, so full of tears. I had just told her about all of my fears, how fearful I am, so full of fear. I told her what I was dreading, how dreadful I feel, so full of dread. I complained about how stressful my life can be, so full of stress. I also admitted to my arrogance and my pride, prideful, yep, full of pride. I told her about a certain scenario. She spoke life into it. I thanked her for her insight. She is so insightful. And then she said the word, delightful. Come on, she could have used any of the words I just used. Fearful, prideful, stressful. Why delightful? We have sat across from each other for years now. Shouldn't she be sick of me? Round and round and round. Just when I think I'm over the struggle, here we are again. It can feel so shameful. How did I get back here? She tells me how we are not back at the beginning. We are still going forward. Maybe we have hit a bump. But I now have the tools to help myself. I just have to be reminded of those tools and reminded of my identity. She reminds me gently. I am not my fears. I am not defined by my struggles. And I shake my head, listening, ready to learn, relearn. Step back and see the big picture. There is hope. There is a peace to be had. My jaw relaxes. My shoulders drop. I take a deep breath and she speaks life. Tells me I am delightful. I just looked up the word. It means pleasant, enjoyable, attractive. Really? Okay, I will take it. I will lean into it. In the midst of my anxious little life, there is room for delight. Even as I type this, I'm afraid that you might think I'm prideful. This is all so hard for me to say, telling the whole world I see a therapist. I still struggle. I could pretend I don't, but would that be helpful? Full of help? I'm thinking instead, it just might help someone else to hear all of this. Your fears and your anxieties don't define you. Telling another person or counselor about them might be just what you need. You don't have to tell the whole world like I do, but there is rest in knowing that we are not alone in all of this and in speaking the truth to each other. The words I hear in my head about who I am, they are powerful. Dare I say it? Full of power. I need some life spoken into this delightful little head of mine. You do too. And it starts with being honest about the lies that you hear. Let's be honest. Let's speak some life into each other today. May our mouths be full of life. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if our stories help you on your journey. Follow us on Instagram at Lineage Speaks the Podcast. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.